Good morning or good afternoon, depending on what part of the world you're in. I'm Katherine Watson, and this is the Life After 50 show. It's what you need to know for the second half of your journey. I created this show last year to help other people like myself. I'm 62, and there were a lot of things that started happening about age 50, changes in my life that uh, I didn't know what to do with, and I didn't know how to navigate those changes. So I learned, and I want to bring people in that I've learned from and people that I'm still learning from. We've got an interesting guest today that I have learned a lot from, and we'll be bringing her on in just a moment. But right now, I want to talk about Find Houston Senior Care, who is our sponsor. Find Houston Senior Care is a web directory for the greater Houston area. So if you live in the greater Houston area, or you have a loved one that lives here, that has some health challenges and needs a a level of care. Find Houston Senior Care is a one-stop shop. It's a web directory like no other. You're able to connect directly with the companies, not have to go through a middleman. And that's important for a lot of families. Sometimes you just want to do your own research and get your own information. So Find Houston Senior Care allows you to do that. Now, back to the show, Uh, we bring in a variety of guests. We have had all types of guests over the past year, and I've got a great lineup already starting for this year. Uh, Sometimes you may want to uh, learn something about Alzheimer's. We bring in specialists to talk about that. Uh, We bring in elder law attorneys because there are some legal needs that you may have as you get a certain age. And there's some things that you want to put in place like DNRs and things like that. So um, it's important to know this stuff. I also bring in guests. I bring in life coaches to talk to you about that transitioning phase, financial planners to help you get your ducks in a row, because that's an important step. Um, And today I'm going to bring in a very, very inspirational lady. I'm really excited to have her here. Her name is Rita. And Rita, I forgot to get the correct pronunciation of your last name. So I'm going to let you tell everybody when you come. But I am going to show you right now. This is her book. It's called Soaring Seniors. And Rita, I don't think this is a secret because she's posted it on Facebook. So if it's posted on Facebook, it's not a secret anymore, Rita. Rita is 76 years old and she has decided not to allow that to define her and not to allow her age to limit her. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So if you're over 50 or you're even approaching 50, um, even if you're younger, Hang in and listen to this because she has some words of wisdom that you need to know about. So I'm going to bring Rita up to the uh, show right now. So we'll give it just a moment. Oh, let me just tell you a little bit about it, about her before I bring her up. This is a copy of her newest book, Soaring Seniors. You can find it on Amazon.com. And... Rita said when she was in high school, she did not think she was smart enough to go to college. 
Um, that was just the belief she held about herself. Uh, she loved to exercise, though. She was very um, involved with basketball. But back in the 50s, things were a bit different. So those of you who are of this age, you understand what I'm talking about. Rules were that girls were only allowed to play half court because they didn't have the stamina to run the whole length of the gym. So there was a limitation put on girls and women of that time. And for some people, we carried those limitations with us into our older years. And Rita decided to break the rules. She decided that she wasn't going to play by these rules anymore. And um, she earned a doctorate from Boston University. So much for not being smart enough, right? Uh, she learned to excel as an athlete. She climbed um, mountains. She became a proficient rock climber, uh, competed in the Hawaii Ironman Triathlon. Boy, that's a that's quite a feat. And uh, she solo hiked through the Appalachian Trail at age 58. Wow, that's pretty impressive, Rita. Come on up to the show now and let's talk to Rita. Okay, Rita, thank you for being Hello. here today. And thank you for inviting me. I'm absolutely thrilled to be with you. Good, good. So you are 76 years young. And uh, I say that because biologically you are young. And that's something Correct. I wanted to talk about today. Um, a lot of people uh, define themselves uh, by their age. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way. No. And when you're over 50, it really works to your detriment if you let your chronological age determine what you can do. Uh, we talked a little bit about you have a biological age, too, and that's much more related to what your level of functioning is. Um, one of my kudos to myself this in January, I was in a hotel at running on the treadmill. Now, if you're 76 years old, your maximum heart rate is 120. I was 161 beats per minute before I even had to open, start breathing through my mouth. Wow. That is, yeah, that's useful capacity. And anybody can have it no matter what their age is. Yeah, yeah. So, but Rita, you didn't always have all of this energy and health, did you? You went through a period of time where you had some health challenges. I had a whole bunch of really hard health challenges. I came back <clears throat> from the Appalachian Trail hike with an... Uh, Rita, you have frozen on the screen and we're unable to hear you. So what you'll need to do is Infection. probably... Refresh your browser. It may leave, you may leave the show for a minute, but you'll come back. So if you can hear me, Rita, just refresh your browser. I've got a frozen screen here. Yes, if you can refresh up at the top, you know, that little uh, arrow in a circle that says reload hmm. the page. Click on that and refresh. Rita, can you refresh, please? be interrupted 
Okay, I'm going to bring you down here. Okay, Rita, if you can hear me, I need you to refresh your screen. So hit the refresh button up at the top next to um, the little house sign. There we go. Okay, she's hopefully has left, but she will be back. Um, Take a look at this book. Rita really gives a lot of great ideas on how to uh, really excel in your older years. You do not have to accept that getting older means getting less healthy. And we'll just wait a moment for her to come back. Hopefully she's going to be back with us. If not, we'll do the show another day because this is an important show and I want to bring everybody here. While we're uh, waiting for Rita to come back, I'm going to bring in a poll and just ask how many of you feel younger than your years. Okay. Well, I put a poll in there, but it's not working. Okay, Rita, let's try this again. Are you there? Okay, I am here. Okay, hopefully it will work. Um, Rita is coming to us from Maine, correct? Correct. And it is quite cold up there, I understand. It's very chilly today, indeed. Yeah, so the weather may have a factor in her internet connection, but uh, we'll hang in there. Let, uh, we've got Lady Louise Dewey, um, a good friend of mine, showing up on the show. And she says, I am 73 and feel 45. And Louise, you good. act 45 too, or younger even. <laughs> She's an amazing Absolutely. lady. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is all about um, choices that you make uh, and and all. But we were talking before you got interrupted about you had some health mm-hmm. challenges after you came off the Appalachian Trail. So tell us about that. What happened and, um, you know, how did you overcome some of those health challenges? Well, I think um, I had had previously had a nerve challenge. Uh-huh. I was on medic- medication for that. And that was a, a diagnosis that medical science didn't know what to do with. Indeed, they probably they really still don't. And uh, for years, while I was trying to get over the infectious disorder, I was on a medication for condition A. And it took me 16 years to learn that the medication that I take was taking was an immune suppressant. Mm -hmm. Um, That explained why my body couldn't overcome the disorder I picked up on the trail. Mm -hmm. So that realization, you know, I'm a nurse. So, and I'm a woman of my generation. So if you're sick, you go see a doctor but I've learned much to my chagrin that doctors don't always have the right answers. And very often they overlook basic 
things that we can do to improve our health, which is dietary interventions, exercising, stress reduction, all of those things that we can do without medical supervision. Uh, and certainly one of the things that I'm very committed to is encouraging people to don't look for a doctor-patient relationship. Notice who comes first in that statement. I think people ought to look for patient-physician partners. Mm. That puts the right person in the driver's seat. And it needs to be a partnership where we work together. Our bodies are so incredibly complex. And your body's not the same as my body. Even if we were identical twins, we wouldn't have exactly the same bodies and the, exactly the same responses. So we need to find health practitioners who will partner with us and engage with us on a, as a peer-to-peer -peer relationship while we figure out how to get healthy. But one of the wonderful things is there is so much information now available to us. If you go to your library, you can pick up all kinds of incredible books. Now, one of the things that um, seniors often deal with is the dementia and the Alzheimer's. And we've created more and more of that over the last 35 or 40 years. Certainly when I was a young nurse, I had never heard of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we hear about it all the time. You can go to your library and get a book by Dr. Dale Bredesen called The End of Alzheimer's. And you will learn so much about how, not, how to actually reverse some of the uh, situations that people are in with Alzheimer's. But the same recommendations fit whether you want to avoid uh, diabetes, avoid obesity, uh, you know, all kinds of things. So there's so much information that there is. people can have. Yes, yes. And, you know, the thing is, medical, the medical industry is finally coming around and realizing how important diet and exercise is in the health of both our body and our mind. Um, it's been a, a slow movement, uh, but there's more and more research that is pointing to, um, they're, they're not saying that it will cure your Alzheimer's or your or any other type of dementia, but it certainly can push back the clock and delay it for quite some time to where you can function in the world as um, a viable, independent human being. Uh, without needing all of the assistance that we've seen so many people uh, succumb to needing. Right. And, and, and certainly for younger people, it becomes a matter of, okay, what can I do at the age of 30, 40, or 50 so that when I get to be 75, 80, 90, or 100, I'm still really functioning. Science says that we've got 120 productive years as human beings. Well, virtually nobody gets there. I'm okay right. with being the first. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but what we what we don't get taught and what we don't build into our own life planning is the fact that what I'm doing today 
if I'm eating a lot of sugar, if I have donuts and coffee for breakfast and, you know, a half a sandwich for lunch and a huge meal with a big dessert for dinner, uh, if I sit in my chair day in and day out, I never go outside, I don't meditate, all kinds of things, that that's, those behaviors will count as mm -hmm. to how well I do 20 or 30 years from now. You know, a friend of mine used to talk about grenades that we toss far out into our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, the American diet is a grenade that we toss out into our health 20, 30, 40 years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Rita, my parents um, uh, really taught me a lot about what you can do. And I want to point out that if you are older than 50, you are older than 60 or even 70 or 80. It's not too late to change your lifestyle. Exactly. Um, my dad had a major stroke. I think he was 63 at the time. He and mother had never exercised a day in their life. Luckily, they had a heart doctor that was very holistic minded and knew the importance of exercise and diet. And he got them pointed in the right direction. And they started exercising for the first time in their life um, in their early, my mom was late 50s and my dad was early 60s. Um, and they went three days a week religiously to the, to the gym. They only missed if they were out of town or somebody had to go in the hospital for something. But they stayed pretty healthy from that time on till uh, their 90s. You know, they had some health challenges, but they always popped back from them pretty quickly. And I think the exercise um, and diet had a lot to do with that and a positive I, attitude. And I want to bring that up because you have a really positive attitude towards life. Yeah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> life, is, life is fun. Uh, you know, because. So I can look back at where I was in the years that I was so sick and a whole lot of fun now exercise and you know I make because we have snow this week there are so many things that I can do uh, so life is just really really fun mm -hmm. good and, so you know it, it, yeah with regard to your parents, I think that's a, a stellar example of how it is never too late to start. Many, many years ago, there was a gentleman at one of the Y's south of Boston who was doing weight training with people in their 90s, and they were putting on more muscle. Mm -hmm. And when people are older, losing muscle is one of the worst things that can happen to you. Uh, so... Everybody ought to have weights and start lifting them. Absolutely. And, and you know, the first, um, the, the earlier you can start, the better, because it's just going to make it so much easier for you. But don't give up because you're of a certain age. Uh, buying into that uh, thought process that, oh, I'm this age, so I can't do that anymore. I hear so many people that are my age that talk about that. Um, a few years ago, I worked with a lady that um, she made a comment one day because I wanted her to get something done. And she said, Catherine, you've got to understand I'm almost 60. I can't do that. 
And I was, a, I was, I think, 58 at the time. And I looked at her and I said, I am too. <laughs> and she right. looked at me and she said, no way. And I said, yes. I said, I'm 58. She said, I, I had no idea because I didn't act like I was of a, to me, that's not old anyway. I mean, uh, but right. I, I guess because my parents lived into their nineties and I had aunts and uncles living up in age and I've got a sister that's, you know, uh, late seventies. I don't think of that as old. Um, I know somebody that's may listen to the show that's 30 thinks it's really old, but I really don't. Um, to me, 60 and 70 is kind of middle age. Uh, you maybe start so. getting into older age in maybe, maybe the eighties. And, you know, by the time I get there, I might push that number back too. <laughs> and, uh, I think we ought to think about being 115 as the beginning of really old age. Yeah. 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 So because, because again, our expectations really, really impact our behavior in what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, when you were talking about your parents, I recalled that when I was a few years younger, as my contemporaries got to be the classic retirement age, they'd be talking about, you know, living in New England. We have a lot of two-story houses. and Oh, I've got to sell my house. Going to get a one-story house. And I'd mm -hmm. sit there going, wait a minute. Are you planning on being disabled? Because if I... If I'm getting a one-story house because I think I can't climb the stairs, my thought is, why don't you get a five-story house and run up and down those stairs 20 <laughs> times a day? <laughs> well, now, Rita, I'm not sure that I want to get a five-story house. That's that's stretching it a little bit. I think I'll go to the gym and do the steps there. <laughs> there you go. That works, too. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, if you plan for things to happen. It's amazing how our mind starts looking for ways to make that a reality. Um, and I know for some people that may be hard to understand or accept, but please listen to what we're saying here. Um, how you think and what you perceive is really going to show up in your life and manifest in, in how you live your life and what shows up for you. And I think one of one of the ways people can begin to grasp what we're talking about with regard to being an older person is to look back and ask yourself, what do I remember about the old people in my life when I was a really little child, when I was six, seven years old? What my what were my grandparents like? What were my great grandparents like? Um, you know, what? How about neighbors that were older? What would what was the whole expectation. Now, I was lucky. I had a couple of grandparents who were physically more active, uh, went camping, that that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that created a different set. But my paternal grandparents, uh, you know, my grandmother cooked. She was way overweight, wore this um, like whalebone corset. So hugging her was kind of like hugging a tank. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandfather went to work and sat in his chair after dinner, listening to Red Sox games and smoking cigars. Mm -hmm. uh, so those images that got planted in our minds back when we were very, very young 
really do have an impact on what our expectations are as we approach 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Um, so if you like what you saw, do it. But if you want something better, find a different way. I agree. I agree. I had an uncle who um, lived to be, I think he was 95 or 96 when he passed away. He had perfect vision, 2020 vision. And when I asked him about it, he said, well, I never bought into that idea that your eyes had to go bad. He just never bought into it. Well, I kind of listened to that and paid attention as I've gotten older, I've been, I wore glasses at age 13 for distance. Um, I never, mm-hmm. ever had to wear readers. Um, I never had that. And my distance vision has also gotten better to the point where I wear one contact just to drive a car. And sometimes I forget it and I still, I can still see just fine. It's a very, mm-hmm. very, very low prescription. I almost don't need contacts. And my guess is in a few more years or maybe even this year, I won't need contacts at all. So that's cool. Yeah, you don't have to buy into these beliefs that we have held for so long. Um, It just doesn't have to be. Right. And and I also think to recognize that so many of the disorders that are plaguing people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s now, are basically diseases of civilization, mm-hmm. where our food supply has radically changed. Um, I, I encourage people to stop eating the packaged stuff. That yes. is faux yes. food. It yes. won't do anything good for your body at all. And to also look at staying physically active. I know my own recovery from illness was facilitated because of all the miles I had run over the previous mm-hmm. 30 years uh, and being physically active. So the ability to get oxygen and nutrition into your cells is critically important. And if you're just sitting in a chair watching television day in and day out, you're not going to be able to do that. That's right. Uh, and the that wonderful is exactly thing is right. we can reverse that stuff. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. how old we are, we can get healthier next week than we, than we are this week. And you're an att- you're a testament to that. You're a testament <laughs> to that. Yeah. And and, and on, honestly, I won't go into my story, but I was not well in my 20s and 30s at all, in and out of doctors, hospitals, um, and such. I am much healthier today after adopting a healthier lifestyle. And I could do better than I'm doing, but but uh, I have adopted a pretty healthy lifestyle and it's, it's serving me well. So it does that, make a difference. You can do better. That's I, wonderful. Yes. Because there is always something we can do to improve our health. One of the things I loved about being a triathlete, there was always a new goal to set. There was always mm-hmm. a faster race time or, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, well, it's the same thing with health. You can't, always do something just to tweak it a little bit and be healthier next year than you are this. Um, James Altucher is a writer that I follow and he talks about 1% improvement a day leads to 3,800% improvement in a year because it compounds. Yeah. So amazing. Can I do 1% better today? 
Probably, because it wouldn't be that hard. I I like that, especially for somebody who's struggling with getting started. Can I do 1% better than today? Today, can I do 1% better than yesterday? I think that's a brilliant way to get started. You don't have Mm -hmm. to do it all. So many times people think, oh my gosh, I've got to just start this major exercise routine. And they've been a couch potato for years you know, and and they have poor health and they're very overweight. No, start one step at a time. Uh, Just do something 1% better. I like that. Thank you for sharing that. Rita, I hate to do this, but we have to go. We are at the end of the show. Um, As always, it goes way too fast. Um, We may have to bring you back so we can carry on this conversation some more. I want to put up uh, Rita's Facebook page so that everybody can go there and like her Facebook page and connect with her there. You can also find her book, Soaring Seniors, on Amazon.com. And I implore you to get it. You're going to find out exactly the things that Rita has done to improve her health, to regain and replenish her healthy uh, living so that she can enjoy life at 76 and enjoy life at 86 and 96 and 106 and however long she goes. So you can too. Thanks so much, Rita, for being on the show today. We really appreciate you coming here and taking the time to speak with us. And thank you too, very, very much. Great. Again, this is Katherine Watson with the Life After 50 show. We're ending today, but we'll be back in two weeks. Let's see, February the 25th, we will be here and we'll be talking to a lady uh, that does design and does accessible design. So if you've got um, a, a, an elderly parent that's maybe having some troubles in their home. They've got some health issues. Number one, you want them to read Rita's book so they can start reversing some of those issues. <laughs> but you may want to put some accessible design into the home as well until they can regain that health. All right. Thanks again for showing up on the show today. And uh, we appreciate everybody who's here. Have a great day.